Finding high-quality mental health care can be daunting and exhausting. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, depression, insomnia, stress, grief, big life changes, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can now use FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is the Cinemile, the podcast where we walk home from the movies. And we're going to see a movie today. It's called uh, Prey. But we're watching it at home. Controversially, everyone is complaining that it didn't get a cinematic release. Yeah, it's get, this film's got a lot of buzz, right? Yeah, I would actually never have watched... I wouldn't be watching this movie, <laughs> except that it's had so much buzz. This oh, would have been yeah. a movie Dave would have watched there, without yeah, me. Exa- that's exactly what I thought. I yeah. thought, wow, Cathy's up for this. Do you know why? Because our Twitter timeline <laughs> is filled with people saying that Prey is fantastic. My fear is that I, I, I'm, it's going to be overhyped for me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm super excited to watch this. I love the Predator franchise. P.S. This movie is part of the Predator franchise, if anyone didn't know. Um, big fan, so you've got Predator, you know, the brilliant 1987 Arnie film. we've reviewed on this podcast before. And we've just reposted um, to our main feed. Yeah. So it should be the episode just before this. <laughs> so please go have a listen to that. We, re- we watched it in France uh, many years ago. Yeah, that as was when, very When fun. they released a remastered version back in cinemas it's a great movie it holds up and yeah. then you've got Predator 2 with Danny Glover you've got uh, Predators which I always thought was really good did you ever see that one no with Adrian Brody no and oh my god that's awesome there's like the the, the uh, there's all these um, like killers and convicts they suddenly find themselves on an alien planet they just wake up and they're like how did we get here and they realise that they've been brought to a, a, a predator hunting ground by the predators and they're like the, the most skilled killers and assassins that humanity has that does sound good um, and then they, they basically like fight against the predators one by one it's so good and then you had Alien versus Predator which will not be spoken about <laughs> then you had Alien versus Predator Requiem which I cannot speak about because I didn't see it because <laughs> the first one was so bad and then there was Predator the, no The Predator Come on, they need to you're fix make, their titling. You're making me want to not watch this movie. <laughs> I think this is this a clean break from all that garbage. But The Predator was the most disappointing one because that was directed and co-written by Shane Black, who had a cameo or small part in the first Predator. Um, you know, the nerdy guy with the glasses and is a very prolific and well-respected um, writer and 
director of um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang Lethal Weapon he wrote that and then he produced this absolute garbage movie Though it probably is one of those things where, like, the studios interfered and, like, ruined his vision and stuff. I don't know. He was a co-writer and director, and Kathy, it was the worst kind of... <laughs> I cannot describe to you how bad and disappointed that movie. Why are you telling me all this before we go and watch another Predator movie? Yeah, I don't know. Was this a... But well, I do... I, maybe I'm trying to balance you out, because you were quite excited from all the hype. And then I'm I was excited, like, yeah. Kathy, get a load of this very hit-and-miss franchise. <laughs> well, first of all, I think the fact that the title is called Prey is very cool. Very clever. Can't believe it hasn't been done before. So I'm here for the title, but most of all, I really like the director Dan Trachtenberg because what was that amazing movie he directed that we love? Ten Cloverfield yeah. Lane. Yeah, and was I'm not a horror person, fantastic. and I love Ten Cloverfield Lane. I thought it was a spectacular. Well, movie. Well, it was kind of a psychological horror. It was right? like a psychological thriller horror. And if anyone hasn't seen that, don't read up anything about it. Just go watch it. It stars. Um, John Goodman and two other young actors who I cannot remember their names, but they're very good. The guy from Newsroom. It's but it's a fantastic sort of uh, claustrophobic horror movie. Anyway, because of that and the buzz is getting, I'm hyped to see Prey. Yes, yeah, that was his like feature debut. That was as well. So like, yeah. So let's go watch awesome. it. Yes, I'm, I'm really excited. In the comfort of her own home. It's a shame. Or Hulu, if you're in the states. It's the kind of movie that probably would be better on a big screen. But also, I actually truly don't believe it would have ever gotten all this buzz if it just had been on the big screen. Because I think people well, I like to know. feel a bit hard done by and they like to complain. And people like to complain that Disney didn't really. I reckon it. this would have done a bit of money at the mm. box office. I mean, what, tell me, what else is out right now? Now, I know it's the summer, right? And it's an unse- un- unseasonable heat wave as well across Europe. So I'd say cinema box office is probably down in general. But what's out? I mean, we went to well, nope League of Super Well, no, coming out here. Oh, Nope is out on Friday. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I probably... I mean, if... Oh, that's tricky. If you had to pick this weekend, this say this were in the cinema... You wouldn't go up against Nope. I'd probably, I'd probably go to Nope. I'd go see Nope, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're digressing. Anyway, let's go watch Prey. Yeah. We'll see you very shortly. <laughs> Bye. There's something out there. I'm coming with you. You can't. I'm trying to protect you. Protect me from what? It's time. Hi, we're back. We've seen Prey. And you better pray (laughs) that it's as good as you think it is. Um, Nice. I really should have thought that through. I didn't have, I didn't, I had the first half of the sentence, (laughs) didn't have a second half. So, Kathy, what do you think of it? Oh, sorry. Hello. Welcome. If it's it's your first time here, by the way, there's no spoilers. This is a safe space. Yeah. Until, obviously, we turn onto Spoiler Street. That's on our way home. Mm hmm. You will be warned. <laughs> You'll be warned. So, Spoiler, there's a predator in this movie. Uh, what well, can I tell you a fun fact? I learned. You can, go. In, in, a, quick, uh, in a, a quick panic production uh, um, research thing I did. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Dan Trachtenberg wanted to keep the fact that there was a predator, a predator in this movie secret. That would have been amazing. How good would that have been? Marketing. He just wanted, yeah, exactly. He didn't want to, it to appear anywhere in the marketing. Just call it prey. Just have it about um, a female Comanche warrior. That's the plot. 
and then have it sort of word of mouth viral. That would have been that amazing. That it's actually a Predator movie. That would have been fantastic. Yeah, but he probably thought he was going to have a guerrilla marketing strategy as well as loads of money and be in the cinema. And it's like, no, mate, it's just on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I know. So you may as well put it in the synopsis. like, Because uh, otherwise, probably people wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. But, yeah. no, but then, but then uh, as soon as they hear it's a Predator movie, they will watch it, right? I don't know. I guess. I don't think yeah. that would have worked for a cinematic release. I think I think it would have worked for a streaming release. Oh, well. Because who cares if you've got a little bit of a long tail and it's out a week and nobody watched it the first week, but then enough people start talking about it and they're like, oh my God, <laughs> it's a Predator movie. Anyway. <clears throat> Sorry. Having only seen the first Predator, so I'm taking this as a direct sequel slash prequel to that. Uh-huh. Um, Which it kind I of is, by the way. You don't, have to, you don't have to have watched any of You don't have to watch any of the others. But I, I actually think, first and foremost, this is actually made by someone who really cares for that movie. And there's a definite homage to that movie. Um, I think this is a great movie. I really enjoyed it. Like I was saying to Dave as we were watching it, like, this isn't my vibe. Like, I would not be watching this movie. It wasn't for all the hype. Um, and if our listeners hadn't all asked us to watch it <laughs> but actually as I got into it I'd say after like the first 20 minutes I was fully on board I love the main character I love the setting I love all the cool stuff they've done because it's in like the 1700s so it's like old timey predator and uh, yeah absolutely thought it was brilliant I thought it was really good and uh, it was a lovely short duration as well it was only about an hour and a half which I always um, am pleased about and there's some really good lines that reference the first movie so I was delighted about that the only way this movie could have been better is if Arnold Schwarzenegger had showed up <laughs> would, that, would that have happened he could have been one of the settlers or something what just as a little cameo but then that's, yeah. that breaks continuity that would be too weird I guess he could have been maybe, it, maybe it's his else. great 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 grandfather <laughs> who was a and then, <laughs> um, I, no, I'm sorry the, the thing that and then because he, he would have been a French settler he'd be like je ne pas oh my time god to bleed. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> with a French accent I want to hear yeah now. it would have been amazing je ne pas time to bleed <laughs> now Cathy we said that we watched the Predator, Predator in France and that's the best you can do that's the best I can do yeah um, um, what was I going to say um, the, the thing that what really did you st- think about it Dave? I loved it as well but the thing that really stood out to me from what you just said was the idea of an old timey predator and now I just like imagine some, could someone make a comic strip he's in a petticoat old timey predator and he's like now nah, you see things used to be different to kids the way the hunting's gone these days instead is- of the helmet he wears a monocle <laughs> that would have been awesome rides a penny farthing <laughs> Um, I uh, yeah I thought this was a cracking movie really really strong Um, it took a while for me to kind of get into it I think and that's where I thought if we were in the cinema this would have we'd have gone into it quicker exactly you said it best um, thank you when you said nothing at all (laughs) (laughs) when you turned to me on the couch and you said do you know what this is like you said um, this would have been better at the cinema because it's kind of breaking the immersion that we keep turning to each other and talking which I thought was quite ironic because you turned to me to explain <laughs> that situation but you're right there is a sort of you're, there's an input we are kind of naturally we also won't, like, shut, the, shut, won't to, shut up <laughs> and we to do the dishes yeah. at our dinner <laughs> you can't help it and it's just it does break the immersion so it's a little bit unfor- and we had to force ourselves to write because like, I think certainly for the first half as it's gearing up it's kind of just like letting you live in her world a bit mm-hmm. it's kind of soak up the atmosphere but I think it's worth putting in that effort because I think this is a really um it's a beautiful film. I think Dan Trachtenberg and it's his gorgeous. cinematographer did an incredible job. They shot it in um, Canada. 
Um, and I think it's set in the Great Plains, which covers Colorado and uh, Canada, which explains to me why, why there were French um, settlers there, which was confusing me, because I kind of thought when we were watching it we were somewhere in the, the United States. Um, but... Um, it looks sorry we're going up a hill it it, uh, it looks really beautiful and you really kind of live in her world and how they how they hunt what i think he does really well is this sort of visual exposition right mm-hmm. um we'll talk a bit in spoilers but they show there's a lot of sort of shots of natural predators and prey in wildlife okay and we see how the predator and our protagonist played by amber midthunter um, sort of slot into that food chain almost mm-hmm. and then uh, I think really the movie is a, is called Prey because it's all about underestimating Prey like what's the difference between Prey and Predator and how those are treated and that sort of label we see that visually demonstrated really well throughout the movie I mean I've seen Zootropolis so I knew all about that <laughs> yeah. um, I also but think I the girl was, is amazing isn't she she was Fantastic! She I haven't seen her so before. So much of that actress who's in Aubrey Park Plaza. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! So much. I was going to say so the same like to you. I was, it was. It's her. It's not just like she looks like her, but she, her expressions. Her, you know the way Aubrey Plaza used to do that sort of, like like darting her eyes around and yeah. kind of looking looking away and it's then looking exactly at camera. Like I was like, whoa! This is Aubrey Plaza versus the Predator. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, she is absolutely brilliant. She holds the film. Um, it's. A, I, I will say. I mean, like some of the, some of the sort of plot of this movie is a little bit tropey, you know. Uh, but only. I don't mind that. Only because we've seen it a lot of times. Like I'm thinking of Brave, the Pixar film, as one example. And you know, this whole idea of a girl who wants to be a hunter and be respected, but uh, is isn't by her community. How to Train Your Dragon kind of deals with that a little bit as well. So I, yeah, it's but, just. But I don't mind that because if you're thinking of like what is kind of positioned to us as a very macho patriarchal group of people and a girl who wants to be a hunter, she would have to go way further to prove herself than someone else. So oh no no yes I, it's a bit tropey but also it's probably very accurate if you were in that situation. I, I'm in no way questioning its accuracy. I think I think the film feels like and I can't speak to it because I'm not familiar with the. Uh, the the culture or the setting um but i feel that the film uh, seems to have gone to great lengths to present um to present itself very accurately i read that the um jane myers who's the producer on this movie is um uh, part of the indigenous culture that they shot in as is amber midthunter and she said that normally when a film crew comes to this setting because they filmed it on um native land mm-hmm that they have to go through a series of processes and then bless it and all that but they said that because the majority of their like cast and crew were actually also indigenous it was like it was almost like an inside ceremony they got oh, a different type so of ceremony cute. so I think clearly great care has and attention to detail has been provided to this film so I'm, I, I, I'm not at all saying I don't think it's believable or accurate I mean it, well it's about aliens whatever. but any young but hero I, I think we I've meet. just seen it a lot yeah I, but that's she's all. our young central character like she's effectively a Luke Skywalker like young central characters have to have obstacles they have to train and they have to overcome obstacles and that's just Look, that not, is the nature it's of not it. a big complaint I'm just saying it's it's a, it's a it's a trope because I've seen that done a lot before it didn't provide anything fresh but it's from our a hero's journey perspective. yeah no no I'm fine with it I'm just yeah. saying it's not fresh what is fresh is this um, setting and mixing it with the Predator franchise I think that is it's a really so interesting because I was watching it and, and now that you say he originally wanted to keep the um, Predator but a secret I was thinking 
this didn't nearly need to be a Predator movie and the fact that it's so good and then the Predator comes is class. Exactly. It's, yeah. That's exactly it because the movie works without all that. Yeah, exactly. But the, uh, the because, movie because she's tracking the star. a bear. Like, you Exa- know what I mean? And it would have been just as good. Yeah. But the Predator thing is just icing on the cake yeah. because you get some incredible But let's action go to spoilers Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, okay. We'll go to spoilers. So we hi- highly recommend it. Um, well, Cathy, it's interesting. Would you recommend it to people who um, aren't... This movie, as you say, for you, it's not your vibe. Yeah, it's not my vibe. Uh, I would recommend it, yeah. I mean, like, let's face it, if you've got a Disney Plus subscription in here or over Hulu, Hulu in the States, why wouldn't you watch it? Like, yeah, it's a it's, very good new release. They don't tend to have it's already non-Marvel on your telly. or non-Disney adult movie releases on that platform. So, yeah, absolutely, I recommend it. In fact, it felt really odd to me that I was watching it on Disney Plus. It did That part of it was weird. Well, that's interesting, okay, that you've just referenced... Disney and Mar- sorry Marvel and Star Wars right because Disney is you know it knows what to do with those it, it, it makes a lot of attention for those big properties it's tentpole stuff and Pixar and it's Disney movies and they've picked but it's this acquired, up and they don't know what to do yeah it seems like they don't yeah. know what to do they've acquired these franchises from 20th Century Fox and this is I would say the Predator while it has a track record of mostly misses it is a very um, beloved franchise, as is the Alien franchise. Well, in this day and age, where it's so hard for movies to get made, when you have a franchise movie that has like mass awareness, like you can do a lot with it, and particularly this angle of it, because it feels very different, and you've got this very cool director, and you had his guerrilla marketing idea. I feel like they could have, if they'd wanted to... Had a bit like more a really, confidence in it. Or just even done, you know, that kind of cool cinematic marketing where they release it in a few small screens... They let word of mouth travel, then they widen the window, then it gets into more cinemas, and then put it on Disney Plus. Uh, I feel like it was a bit of a miss for them. To that's be honest. so true because that's how um, films used to be distributed, right? Yeah. Decades ago. I mean, they, they would, that's exactly it. They but would basically get small. They're just like, no, no, we open in every cinema in the country now. In every. Not, time not only slot. that, the globe. Like, like, <laughs> like when we grew up, there was no like um, day in date release with us in the US or anything. We'd yeah. wait months to see. So I think they Star Wars or anything Disney didn't quite know What to do with it But I think in fairness to them They probably gained Some new subscribers from it So it's not a bad thing For them to have it On their platform And it's getting great Word of mouth So I'd say though Directors don't like their movies Going straight to VOD So I'd say He's not happy about it Probably not I'm sure But what he'll be very happy about is what it may have actually gotten is way more eyeballs than if it had been in the cinema because but, uh, how many people have Disney Plus I read the other day that they now exceed Netflix in terms of global subscriptions well, and, and um, the uh, Hulu it was the biggest premiere on Hulu um, this year I think and same on Disney Plus in but terms it's interesting because cinemas are trying to move away from the premiering on demand model because they want to get people like distributors want to get people back into cinema so Disney have almost done this like two years too late because they're trying to get bums back in cinema seats so it's very interesting anyway. and it's really funny in the cl- in the context of the Warner Brothers Discovery Plus uh, news in the past couple of weeks around them focusing on theatrical and pulling stuff from streaming services yeah uh, so it's kind of like <laughs> I feel like, like we're in a happening? really interesting time where none of the studios really know what to do with streaming. I well, think at least Discovery Netflix... didn't buy Fox because if they did, they'd have just written this off for tax purposes. Yeah, exactly. We'd have never it. seen it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> right. on to spoilers. Spoiler street now. Spoilers for uh, Prey. So you have been warned. The three red spoiler dots are coming up <laughs> on your forehead and you're about to be spoiler shot. Here so we go. Can I tell you my favourite bits about it? Yes. Um... 
as I said, I love the old timey bits about the Predator. So I love that the Predator is still kind of high tech and has lasers and stuff, but then has to use like a bow and arrow to shoot. I thought that was really fun. Well, um, he wasn't taking. I don't think he was. He had a bow and arrow, but, bow his, and arrow his but projectiles his projectiles were were, were like arrows. arrows. I love I that love as well that because she, in the original, it's a laser beam, right? Which yeah. is three hundred years later. So yeah, I love that as well. That and I love of course, got, the like, Predator technology would have progressed in three hundred. He's got years. kind of like a bomb, and all the men are standing around because they don't know what a bomb is. Yeah, watching <laughs> a bomb ticking. And I love my absolute. This is when the movie like cemented itself for me as a classic. Um, I love the twist on Arnie in the first movie when he goes like into the mud to cool himself down. I love the twist on that in this movie because she's a healer and she does medicine. And the start of the movie, there's like a bit of a tension between the expectation from her family that she should be a healer and like her desire to be a warrior. And then that those two things come together, and she uses her medicine to cool herself down. Yeah. And then she becomes the hunter. And I was just like, that was such good writing. And it was done so well, visually executed, that like we, it was so clear what was happening. Because so often in movies like this, it's not visually clear what you're watching. And that's what's so good about her as a character. And it is that the, um, the sort of patriarchal society in which she exists sort of reveres um, strength yeah. and in terms of hunting but actually she applies smarts to hunting and she's the first beautiful person beautiful moment with her brother where he says you were right about catching the lion oh that was good yeah, yeah that was lovely good. I loved her and I her thought, brother uh, yeah exactly I thought they had a great relationship those two actors were brilliant it was very believable but um, I did think so I thought her whole character journey was was excellent I did think I have one minor bugbear and it is, it is minor but I feel like the, the film went to great lengths to provide us with very clear sort of visual exposition uh, so you see you know several times we see um, a snake attacks a mouse and then the predator attacks the snake yeah. not the mouse we see him attack the wolf not the rabbit mm-hmm. so I kind loved of, we get it right And the, but then she gets that re- she realises that later but then they, they had to it's like they treated the audience a bit unfairly by having her say the line something like no it only attacks you know when she, I, I felt like that was a bit on the nose and there was another bit where that was a bit where I was like I bet the director or the writer didn't want to put that in exactly but like someone was, was like, like yeah, no you've got to spell it out for the stupidest person in the audience and like whatever but also in fairness it's I'd say it's not an 18s I don't know the rating but like there would be teenagers watching it and they might need that but, but give teenagers some credit I mean the movie the movie makes it very clear and the other bit was with the one you mentioned which I loved as well the this orange flower which slows down your heart rate and makes you look cool that's genius to, to, to insert that we've seen it used twice we've seen he shows us the effect that the, the, the predator has very clearly he cannot see this guy and he's being still mm-hmm. and like we see her moment she acts it very well of the realisation that oh my god and then she has to say the line like she says out loud oh it can't see because it's cooled down and I'm like no that really frustrated me it's not even worth like now I have one last bugbear and then I'll focus on the stuff I like I thought that this film did a great job of grounding me and making me believe that all this wasn't really happening or could really happen yeah. do you know what I mean I was completely with it and, and which is a brilliant um, bit of magic trick because it's a, it's an alien running around in the great plains right but yeah. I was like I'm there this is so believable the bit that took me out and everything she did I was like she's awesome I love it she's MacGyver then but for whatever reason the, the final way she got him by setting up this helmet <laughs> to the exact angle that she was going to trap this predator in 
Like if she had, and then, and then ha- trapping him. I like the idea of trapping him in that tar pit, which we saw earlier. I thought that was brilliant, and I love that they did the reverse shot famous shot from Predator of Arnie coming out of the yeah, mud yeah that was class and they reverse it it's the Predator coming out of the mud and this is kind of prey Predator I mean it's like yeah. this is almost the opposite of them in some ways I loved that but then it's like and then she knew that he would try and kill her with his projectile in that moment yeah and that she somehow knew that it was it had some sort of heat seeking thing and she somehow had calculated the exact angle where his head would be which she would need his height for not only she the height she is very clever they've the, established the, that the earlier the depth of she wouldn't know how far into the pit he was if her calculations were off by <laughs> half a degree it wouldn't have hit him yeah but so I think she, I'm yeah, sorry but I it think was too would, much for me but if her calculations were off and she would have realised he wasn't in the right place she would have ducked or something like that was just like a I cool guess. way to finish it also on the mud pit I want to get another bit on that or the tar pit which I thought was extra cool was that early on in the movie when she lands in it we were like oh now she's going to figure out that if she's covered in mud the predator can't see her and it's going to be like an homage to Arnie and I love that the movie was kind of fucking with us yes. because that's not what she used but if she had used it we'd have been perfectly satisfied with that like the movie elevated beyond what I was expecting exactly. I would have been very happy for her to be doing all that stuff the like Arnie did the movie zagged when we thought it was going to zig yeah. several times I thought, yeah no I thought it was absolutely um Fantastic in that regard. I thought the uh, the predator action scenes were really good. I thought the one w- with him against the French colonists was particularly entertaining. That and was gory. so fun because they were immediately set up as like our buffoonish villains. So like we're delighted to see them all gone. And I thought um, um, I thought Dan Trachtenberg sh- um, shot action really well. Yeah, I really think good. between him and his cinematographer, really really well. I thought the bear attack was particularly that good. That was amazing. I was like, it was this scary. Is a real bear, like it felt very. Real. I think that was actually the scariest part of the scene in the movie. I would say. Bears I was more terrifying. scared by that bear than I was the predator. Because I think it's because we know in real life we could be attacked by a bear. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the predator probably won't attack us. I mean, it certainly wouldn't see me as a predator, so it would never attack me. But the bear stuff was terrifying because that bear was huge. It was running. And when it just, like, she was saved basically by this, like, rock, shallow rock thing. And then you see the predator catching the bear and dragging it. And it was just such a good setup. I re- and I, I re- love the idea that, like, now I haven't seen all the predator movies, so I can't speak to them but like generally my vibe is it's always about these big muscly men fighting the predator so I love that this was all flipped and it was like her wit and the fact that she is prey-esque is actually what won the day for her and and as you said that that idea is actually rooted in the first ever film because uh, it's the same exact thing there's seven or eight big muscly commandos and none of them can take him on by standing in the middle and going, chow, 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 yeah. come on, get you. But uh, Arnie beats him with his smarts. Yeah. Again, right? He sets traps. He covers himself in mud. It's the same, um, you know, I, you're I, one I ugly act- motherfucker. Do you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if um, Dan Trachtenberg got commissioned to make another one of these movies now. I think there's talk of there's the, like the, a, so they're looking at other ways. I kind of hope he doesn't. I don't want to see him get stuck here. I think he's a fantastic filmmaker and I would... And I think he's going to have an amazing future ahead of him. And I think that he could kind of do anything now. This movie has got incredible word of mouth. Yeah. It's getting very well critically received. I'm sure Disney are thinking, fuck, we could have, probably could have made a bit of money of the, releasing this in the cinema. But isn't it interesting? Cause I'd say he Warner's, could write a blank check now for like another project. Warner's are doing filmmakers dirty by canning their films, right? Like Batgirl. And Disney have done Dan Trachtenberg dirty by dumping it on Disney+. Plus. 
So they're pissing movie makers off as well. And I find that really interesting. Will movie makers want to go with more independent and studios because they're being their stuff's being ditched on streaming services and they want people in the cinema? And don't forget the the cast as well. There, um, Scarlett Johansson took them to court exactly, didn't she, last yeah. year for the same reason. And that was interesting though because she had made her deal based on like a cinema kickback, and then because it was released on streaming and she didn't get it. Whereas I guess they're probably not making those deals anymore. No, when but there's an assumption it might go on a streaming. But apparently service. they they're bumping up budgets or they're bumping up paychecks to creatives and uh, to filmmakers and cast for streaming movies because they don't get the the, the back end. Yeah, after we watched Grey Man, we read that they both uh, Chris uh, Chris Evans and Brian Gosling they got 20 mil each 25 million dollars each because they don't get the kickback from the cinema screenings so a quarter (laughs) of the budget so because it was 200 million that movie it was the most Netflix had ever spent on a movie a quarter of that budget went to those two or nearly a quarter that's nuts absolutely nuts anyway uh, I'm really glad we watched it thanks everyone for saying we should watch it thanks Dave um, for encouraging me to watch it because I just would never have otherwise one last thing how cool was her axe with the rope attached to it I'm obsessed with that and I love we got the payoff of her doing like the the axe montage and then when she's in the tar pit we're like again it like played with us because I thought straight away she'd get the axe up she took her about seven throws to get the axe up and she was like about to drink some tar at that point I was so tense at that moment not that I thought she was going to die I didn't think that was going to happen but I genuinely didn't I didn't know, know how she was going to get out of Same. it, and is this? And it didn't. It seemed like that wasn't going to work, and she'd have to be rescued. And also I was just like, was like I guess when it caught, I was I let my breath a go. A bit of a chance that like the brother could have rescued her. I really liked the brother, and I was saying to Dave at the beginning, I had actually just I misinterpreted and presumed he was like courting her, and he was like a love interest of sorts, because we so rarely see platonic or brother sister relationships on film that I had just naturally presumed it was a romantic or could have been romantic relationship. So I loved that we saw the brother and sister relationship. I thought I it was a lot more powerful like, than if it had been romantic. It was way more powerful and yeah. that he's like the best hunter in the village and when he came home with the lion's head or the lion's body over his shoulders and we saw how revered he was and like she's so upset because she wanted to catch that lion and I love that moment at the end when he was like, no, you were right, like your idea was right. That's how I caught the lion. And he had, such and a she lovely had weakened moment. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah I think that was all brilliant and then when she came home sorry the closing shot of the movie she comes home with the fucking predator's head so in good hand, and she's dripping in his blue gooey blood and it's all over her face like, that's incredible is it green? whatever it was it was awesome yeah. anyway it was so, yeah, amazing it was so cool right uh, thanks for listening let us know your thoughts on the predator or predator what's it called? no prey, prey. <laughs> let us know your thoughts on that At uh, we're at the cinema on all of the social media channels we are thecinemile at gmail.com if you want to email us and uh, if you enjoyed this and if you like listening to our show please leave us a nice review yeah leave us a five star review they really matter and also over on our Patreon where we do uh, film and TV reviews retro movies and we do TV we're actually going to next week watch House of Dragon and review that so come over to Patreon is it next week that's out it's out Monday week oh, okay. so come over and listen because we're going to be talking about that uh, which is like full circle for us because we started our Patreon to do Game of Thrones reviews so I'm really excited about and, that uh, and we've also uh, next week we're going to have an episode um, on the movie Sunshine um, but with uh, Danny Boyle's Sunshine which we recorded 
with the, the two lovely Cork lads, Will and Kev, from the Best Bits podcast. Yeah, so that's going to be on our Patreon next week as well. So patreon.com forward slash the cinema. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Whatever did this, I can kill it. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Jesse Cruikshank, and I've always been told I have a face for podcasting. So I launched a podcast. It's called Phone a Friend because each week I'll break down the biggest stories in pop culture. But when I have questions, I get to phone a friend. I'll phone a royal watcher to find out why Prince Harry is acting like a real housewife. I'll phone a tween to please explain euphoria. And maybe I'll even phone a Backstreet Boy to find out if I still have a chance. I don't? Okay. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.